This is District Sentinel Radio, the newscast of record for the left. I'm Sam Sachs. I'm Sam Knight. We are broadcasting out of Washington, D.C. Check out the website, districtsentinel.com. Just going to be uh, honest with you. It's Monday. It's a bit of a slow news day, and uh, Sam and I are phoning it in a bit today. Not bringing you uh, much hard-hitting news. There's uh, We're still adjusting to the new schedule of having uh, basketball and hockey on so early in the day and how it uh, conflicts with our work schedule, but uh, we'll, we'll have it all sorted out by tomorrow's show, I'm sure. I mean, there's just not a lot going on. And That's true. Why bother trying to sensationalize anything? Yep. We, we want to bring you uh, an accurate portrayal of, of, of what's happening in the, in the uh, dark world of the federal government. Yeah. Speaking and, of, uh, it's August. It's 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 you know we're hitting that summer lull. Indeed Congress we are. can't even Congress can't even manage to stay in session to try to piece together something to to stop the country from falling apart. Okay. So. You know whether or not they also want to watch playoffs, um, and and that's driving the motivation. I mean. That wouldn't surprise me as influencing that. I mean, obviously their their uh, ideological outlook and their callousness is, is, is that's the main driving factor. But I wouldn't be surprised if some important shitheads in Washington were like, you know what? There's a Pelicans game this afternoon, and uh, I can't miss it. <laughs> Well, we're on the topic of sports. Some big news in the sports world. The XFL, the professional sports league, the XFL, previously owned by uh, Vince McMahon, has been sold. It was sold for $15 million. $15 million with an M. Uh, it was bought by a consortium of people, including The Rock. Dwayne Johnson bought the XFL. For fifteen million, I noticed uh, Tony Beast on Twitter uh, note how if the whole league is worth fifteen million dollars, then like each individual team is worth less than a McDonald's franchise. And <laughs> I can't help but think that you know if some of the uh, the top left media institutions, uh, the top left podcasts out there started devoting just, you know, a percentage of their their Patreon earnings each month. We could be the next consortium to own an XFL team. You're saying left Twitter can put together a team that would dominate the XFL? That's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I just, you know, I think, I think so. about all the uh, I think about all the money and resources that went into the Bernie Sanders campaign on the left. And we could have bought the XFL with that. Maybe we should aim uh, a little bit lower and try to take over one of the ultimate Frisbee leagues. <laughs> I think there are two professional ultimate Frisbee leagues, if I'm not mistaken. I think DC has like two different teams. 
I'm not gonna lie. I've always wanted to get hammered and go watch some uh, some phrase. Hmm. So uh, a topic we like to cover on this show is the U.S. Postal Service. We like to um, honor the mail carrier troops who uh, who do an important and vital job and are increasingly squeezed by a federal government that um, makes them fund their pension benefits 75 years in advance and hires McKinsey consultants to, to scrape them to the bone. Um, needless to say, the USPS is much worse now than it has been at any time over the past uh, half a decade and a half or so when the, the squeeze is already starting to get tight. And you're starting to see some coverage of how uh, chaotic the, or I shouldn't say chaotic, uh, of how hamstrung the Postal Service has been now and, and how uh, how shoddy the service has been and how this has been, uh, you know, as, as the result of administrative maneuvering by the Postmaster General, uh, a Trump donor, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you're starting to see the, the Philadelphia Inquirer cover this story in CNN. And uh, I just wanted to note that we will get there. We have a great interview coming up on Means Morning News uh, this week with Lisa Graves about the long push to privatize the USPS. And uh, so if you're looking for the Sentinel coverage of the post office, you're going to have to check out Means Morning News, which right now, if you subscribe to the Patreon, the Sentinel Patreon, you do get one month's free access to Means Morning News. If this is uh, still too much for you right now, uh, it's understood. And we also release the uh, Means Morning News as a podcast, just the audio. Uh, there's a Libsyn page. You can check it out there. Uh, I am excited for this interview, even though it's on a grim subject, but it's an important one. And uh, just want to let all our letter carrier listeners know that we're thinking of them in these trying times and uh, solidarity. That's right. Okay, it's Monday, August 3rd, 2020. Here's the news. The U.S. government is on the verge of forcing TikTok to be sold by its Chinese owners, with Microsoft emerging as the most likely buyer. President Trump said Friday he was considering banning the video sharing platform because of national security risks. TikTok has 100 million users in the United States, which makes me feel incredibly old as I have never logged on, nor do I have any desire to log on to TikTok. Uh, Sam Sachs, are you a TikTok user? I'm not, but I've watched quite a few that have been cross-posted on Twitter. So I am familiar with uh, the genre. Yeah, the, uh, the, the, only, the only TikToks I watch are the ones that make it to Twitter. It's I guess it's sort of like that ecosystem where people on Instagram share tweets that were like popular two weeks ago. So are we Any, the people that are behind the times on Twitter? Indeed. Indeed we are. 
Some liberals have suggested this is happening because a comedian named Sarah Cooper has gone viral on TikTok making fun of Trump. Democrats, however, have fully backed the TikTok crackdown. Two weeks ago, the Dem-controlled House passed legislation banning TikTok from government devices in a 336-71 to 71 vote. And the Democratic National Committee has urged campaign staff to delete the app from personal phones. And so has the Republican National Committee. Here was what top Senate Democrat Chuck Schumer had to say yesterday about President Trump's push to ban TikTok. I have been very opposed to TikTok. I was one of the first to expose the Chinese links. And I have urged that TikTok be closed down in America. Congrats on uh, getting ahead of that one, Chuck. Schumer also mentioned the proposed Microsoft deal. Here's what he had to say about that. There's a new proposal. Mnuchin and Meadows brought it up yesterday to have Microsoft take it over. There are some questions that have to be answered. How will the data be stored and secured? Do the Chinese, will still the Chinese have links into TikTok? So before I would be for such a merger, I'd have to get some answers to these questions. Today, Schumer more or less gave the deal his blessing. He tweeted, quote, a U.S. company should buy TikTok so everyone can keep using it and your data is safe. As if a U.S. company like Facebook, Google, or Amazon gave a fuck about your data safety. If Schumer does want to complain about the Microsoft deal, here's one possible point of contention. The company said it was in talks with TikTok's parent, ByteDance, to buy TikTok's business in the U.S., Canada, Australia, and New Zealand. That group of countries usually also involves the United Kingdom. The so-called Five Eyes Intelligence Sharing Alliance involves the U.S., Canada, Australia, New Zealand, and the U.K. One critical partner would be left vulnerable under this deal. There have been questions of TikTok moderating content at the direction of its Chinese owners to filter politically sensitive content. But as far as the company's operations in the U.S. are concerned, that issue doesn't appear to be pertinent. Many users have logged on to TikTok to document their support for the uprising for black lives. That's according to the New York Times, of course. As I've said, I have not logged on to TikTok. All I hear about TikTok is filtered through one thing or another. One TikTok user with 400,000 followers named Kareem Rama told the Times, quote, TikTok is to Black Lives Matter what Twitter was to the Arab Spring. Also, proof that the Chinese government is using TikTok for intel gathering is circumstantial at this point. As Washington Post tech columnist Jeffrey Fowler noted, quote, TikTok doesn't appear to grab any more personal information than Facebook. That's still an appalling amount of data, but there's scant evidence that TikTok is sharing our data with China, and we should be wary of xenophobia dressed up as privacy concerns, end of quote sort of seems like the U.S. government is strong-arming a Chinese company into selling its incredibly popular product to a U.S. company. According to Reuters, the Trump administration has given Microsoft and ByteDance 45 days to work out a deal. 25 million people lost their pandemic unemployment insurance on Saturday. And this is what Washington has itself preoccupied with. TikTok. Finally, uh, over the weekend, there was a prison riot in Georgia. The understaffed Ware State Prison in Waycross, Georgia, had been dealing with a coronavirus outbreak within its walls. 
two inmates had already died of the virus, another 22 had tested positive. 32 staff were also confirmed to have COVID-19. After having their calls for help unanswered, inmates at the facility rose up late Saturday night and briefly took control of the facility. Livestream video from contraband cell phones showed prisoners asking the public for help. You could see a fire was started. Uh, You could also see that someone was shot. Three inmates and two guards were injured in the confrontation, according to police. Other reports pegged the number of injured, incarcerated people at 10. Authorities say that by 1 a.m. the prison had been re-secured. Responding to Saturday's uprising, the Human and Civil Rights Coalition of Georgia defended the inmates. The organization released a statement noting that the events were caused because Ware, quote, has an entire building with sick inmates, adding, quote, they have COVID-19 with little to no medical care. Prisons have become hotspots for the coronavirus pandemic. In fact, looking at the 12 largest coronavirus clusters in the U.S., all of them are prisons. All the top 12 are prisons. Marion County Correctional Institute in Ohio is number one. San Quentin in California is number two. You've got Harris County Jail in Texas, Pickaway Correctional Institute in Ohio, and Avenal State Prison in California rounding out the top five. Nationwide, the number of people dead of coronavirus is more than 155,000. More than 4.6 million people have been infected. 32 states now, 32 are seeing their daily death counts increase. And with no segue whatsoever, we're just going to move right on to the poetry portion of the show. All new subscribers on Patreon at the $5 tier get their own haiku written for them in red on the air. And as Sam mentioned at the top of the show, they get a free month subscription to Means TV. So sign up now, patreon.com slash district sentinel. This first haiku goes out to Sebastian. Bubble sports do work. So let's build bigger bubbles. All take to bubbles. Thank you, Sebastian. This is for Steve K. A hot summer lull. Stagnant nothing in piss town. Welcome to August. Thank you, Steve K. This is for Ryan. TP shortages now given way to Cheeto paw shortages. Dang. Thank you, Ryan. It's true. It's true. You, uh, there haven't been any Cheeto paws at the store in, in weeks. There's a Cheeto in the dang White House, but we can't get any Cheetos in the grocery store. That's right. Appalling. Finally, this is for Nick. Some tummy advice. Big bag of peanuts can crush. Proceed with caution. Thank you, Nick. And thanks to all the new subscribers. That's patreon.com slash district sentinel. We'll have some more haiku on tomorrow's newscast. We're here in D.C., so you don't have to be.